Hello, and welcome to the Brookwood Church Ministries podcast. Today's message is a discussion between Sam Hunter and Irv Philpot on Satan's go-to weapon against us in this modern world, busyness. Welcome to 721 Live. I'm Sam Hunter. I am so glad that you are with us today. we got a great topic. we got a great series that we're getting ready to start And we'll get to that in just a moment. First, let me just remind you that 721 Live is the radio arm of 721 Ministries. Our website is www.721ministries.org. That's 721ministries.org. We're also on Facebook at 721 Ministries. Check us out. But I want to get right to the topic today because we're going to start a series on something that's very dear to our heart, and I, our, our, our heart means that I have my great friend and brother, Irv Philpot in the studio with me. Welcome to the show, Irv. So glad to be here, Sam. Oh, listen, what we're going to do, this is the first of three shows. We're going to talk about something that Irv and I, we are starting to see with such clarity that this is your number one enemy. It is something that is so vile and so insidious. It is so effective at either keeping you out of the kingdom of God or keeping you from experiencing the kingdom of God. Irv and I have just been, our eyes have been opened, and we see it, and we feel compelled to share it with you. What, what are we going to talk about, Irv? Well, I, I, today we want to boil this down and, and simply say this, Satan's number one strategy to discourage you, distract you, discourage you, uh, to destroy you is busyness. Busyness. Uh, busyness. It, it, it's real simple. I think at the end of his strategy session with his band of demons as they're leaving, uh, his send-off is, oh, yeah, 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 guys, and, and don't forget, uh, if you can't make them bad, just make them busy. Busyness. That's it. I, I'm telling you, matter of fact, stop and push back right now. Push back on the distractions. Push back on the busyness because Satan does not want you to hear this message. He wants you to be too distracted as we talk to really hear this message. And let me just tell you, the last seven days for both Irv and myself have been extraordinarily disrupted. Amen to that. Uh, extraordinarily disrupted. How we are ever able to pull this together and start this series with you. Because Satan knows that he's getting ready to be exposed. That's and right. He knows. And we're going to expose the deceiver here. We're going to expose the deceiver. And, and, and again, busyness is Satan's. Number It's his top strategy against you. And so here's the way this is going to lay out today. Show number one, we're going to talk about the problem. The villain. The villains in this whole strategy of his. Show number two, we're going to talk about what it does to us. The effects. What the victims are. The victims in your life. The victims of this busyness. And then show number three, the solution. The victory. So today, the villains. Next week, the victims. And then the final week, the victory, how to push back on this. Earth, Satan's goal, the way he goes about this is what? What is he always seeking to do with, with us? Right, and as we said, he's the 3D man. We talk about him all the time with, with our men, that he wants to destroy you first. But if you belong to Jesus, if you, if you have saving faith in Jesus Christ, he can't long destroy you, but he will spend the rest of your life trying to distract and discourage you. And we truly believe that busyness is his number one scheme, his number one strategy to distract and discourage you. And as you said earlier, to keep you ineffective in the kingdom. 
And the reason that is, I want you to think about that just for a minute. Why is it that busyness would be his number one strategy? It's because it's under the radar. Oh, everybody, it's it's not just is it not a bad thing, it's a great thing. Oh, we applaud. It's we, under the – who's going to say that this is a problem? That's exactly, exactly right. We, lying, cheating, stealing, pornography, the, these different things, these neon light sins as we call them, we all know about that. But this busyness, oh, it, it's under the radar. Herb, think about it this way. Society, culture, it rewards busyness. Busyness looks good. I, the busiest person is the most important person. Every time. No question. And, and think about it for a minute. Do you, have you ever met anybody that wasn't too busy? <laughs> you, you, you come up to it on the street and somebody says, oh, you know, I don't have much going on. Everybody's talking about being busy. Oh, yeah. It's all over. And it makes you feel important. It's, it's, it's where we find our, our usefulness. It's an epidemic and it's madness. And, and it's where, where we find our self-worth. It's all about business, and it is an epidemic, and it is madness, and we are here to stop the madness. And let, let me say one more thing on this, Sam, just to make sure we've got everybody on the same page. If you don't believe us on this, I want you, if you just take a minute, where, if you're riding down the road, wherever you are, and think about this for a minute. I can remember with my grandparents uh, back in my, in, when I was young that every evening after supper, we'd do some porch sitting some porch sitting. We'd go out on the front porch and we'd sit and talk. And somehow my grandfather and grandmother knew that after, after they ate, they needed to talk 30 minutes, hour with us too, with the children. Think about that. And then move it forward one generation to my parents. I don't know if you, you folks can listen or listening out there. I'm almost 50. Sam's ancient uh, here with us. But, but, but we remember, we don't remember a night that you didn't have supper at home. Every dinner. Every, every dinner around the table, and the whole family came, and we talked, right? Yes. Now think about that and bring that forward now. Think about this past week. As we've spoken before, I'm so blessed to have a lovely wife and seven children. If I can get one meal a month around the table, it's been a victory. Satan has got us in his grips here. He's on the beach smoking cigarettes. Busyness. He spun the top, and he's just kicking back. He, sure, there are some people that he's trying to trip up with neon light sins, like we talked about, porn and alcoholism and drugs and all that. The vast majority, wait a minute, stop. You listening today, you're too busy. You're too busy. You're hurried. And let's go back to those three Ds, destroy, distract, and discourage. And he will use busyness to keep you out of the kingdom by he, he may actually let you, just like we said in his strategy sessions, when, when the last thing, after he's gone over all the, all the strategy, the individual strategy that he might have his demon, he might say, okay, now you got John. Here's what we're going to try to do with John. We're going to try to get him to, to move forward to, to respond to that inclination that he has about drinking too much or pornography. or That's what we're going to But remember now, guys, everything we talked about, if nothing else, if you can't make them bad, make them busy. Busy. It's every time. And, and, you know, I can imagine at a strategy session where one of the men, one of the demons might come in and say, I, I really screwed up. I really screwed up, Satan. I, my guy's going to church now. Right. Satan right. will say, that's no problem. Just keep him busy at church. Because if we can keep him busy at church or out of church, we can destroy him. We can keep him out of a relationship. But if we lose that battle, boy, we're not over. We will seek to distract and discourage. And, Irv, it, it occurs to me that the only way you could really hurt me would be to hurt my child. You couldn't hurt me, 
But to really hurt me, you'd hurt my child. Satan hates God. That's right. And he is, nothing will give him more pleasure than to minimize and, and, and take away your joy. That's right. To destroy his precious children. To destroy and, and distract and discourage him. That's nothing right. will make. So our goal is, is to make sure you see that we expose the, the deceiver, that we stop the madness. Because God wants you to have an A-plus life. And if you're busy, you're having a C-minus life. Every time. Every time. That's right. Nerve. Make sure they know who, what kind of two men are sitting in the studio <laughs> talking about busyness. Well, we want to make sure you understand that you are listening to two of the most uh, – uh, we, are, we are not only hearers of the word, we're doers of the word. We, we, we get out. We, we, uh, we are, we are get-her-done guys. We're wired to get uh, things done. J- just wired for that. I mean, I think Sam has the least number of seconds time from his home to the radio station here. Uh, it, efficiency. We consistently have to – push pull ourselves back because we can actually hurt those we love the most because we want to be so efficient there is a pace to this life that we're talking about we're talking about getting things done and we're all about business and progress and moving forward but we want you to pull back with us here for a minute and realize that satan's using something that's good against us and doing it and making hay everywhere See, at 721, we're all about progress. We're about, we're about getting it done. We're about daytimers and efficiency and training and discipline. We're, we, we're both very competitive people. We were in our past. Yeah, neither, Sam or our, neither Sam nor I are wearing sandals today. No, no. <laughs> we're not in shorts and sandals, no. let me assure you. Yes. But we see this. We see this for the madness that it is. Listen to what Oswald Chambers says in one of his devotionals, August 5th, from Mount Most for His Highest. A Christian is someone who trusts in the knowledge and the wisdom of God, not in his own abilities. If we have a purpose of our own, it destroys the simplicity and the calm, relaxed pace, mm-hmm. which should be characteristic of the children of God. Yes. We want to keep coming back to that, that calm, relaxed pace. Exactly. And—, and that's so. Let's come back to that last question. What does your last week look like? That's it. That's it. I mean, what, was it was it a, a week characterized as being filled with a calm, relaxed pace, or were you consistently hurried? Were you always out of breath? Were you always running and always running behind? Because there is a difference between being busy and being hurried. And, and we want to make sure you don't try to tune us out and say, "Well, I'm just at a point in life where I've got so much going on." If those things that are going on are important, we'll talk about that later, about what we do to push back on this. But if they are indeed important and unavoidable, there is a difference between being busy and being hurried. And let me just come back and say it again. We want you to see this as a battle. We want you to see this as a strategy from Satan. It's spiritual warfare. No question about it. Don't think that just because you're not... You're not trapped into pornography. You're not trapped into addictions of any sort, that you're not cheating on your wife or your husband. Don't think you're okay because most of the people we see walking around in life, and let me say this, the reason we see it is because this is the way we used to be. Absolutely. That's why we see it. We're not better than anybody else. We can just see it because this is the way we used to be. You've got a C-minus life because you're too busy. And it's not certainly the culture is pushing you towards this busyness, but that's Satan's doings. 
This is his strategy. That's right. This is what he wants to do. Now, in the second half of the show, what we want to talk about is what are his weapons? So let's introduce that before we even get into the second half of the show. What are his weapons when it comes to this strategy of busyness? Right. And I want to say that, you know, one more thing about that. Satan wants us to expend our most valuable commodity in this madness of busyness. That's our time. Mm-hmm. And, 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 the, and the weapons like, uh, as we've discussed, after-school activities, you know, things that come up like that, television, Internet, cell phones, these are the kind of things we'll talk about. It is so bad. It is such a, it, it is madness in our culture, in your life. Listen to me today, in your life, Irv, we're talking about. And, it, and it's insidious. Yeah. It's, it's under the radar, and it's busyness, and it's eating us up. Because I'm telling you, think about it. You feel better about yourself when you're busy. Oh, sure. Sure. As you said, it's sort of a measuring stick of your usefulness. We, I see men that aren't busy and you know, as a matter of fact, this, you get this exchange with men all the time. How you doing? Man, I am so busy. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm so busy. I guess it's better than the alternative. First thing they say. It's the first thing. It's first, as I said, have you ran into anybody? Do, do you meet anybody on a regular basis that's not the first thing that comes out of that? You ask them, how are you doing? I'm just so busy. We're so busy. It's, it's an epidemic. And then immediately they come back behind it and say, but I guess that's better than the alternative. That's exactly right. That's the way we think now. <laughs> I, I, listen, Satan has a strategy to destroy, distract, and discourage you, and it's busyness. And it looks good on the surface, and it's just su- it's such a uh, under-the-radar thing, but I'm telling you, we are all too busy. And when you start to see this, when you start to step back and get a glimpse of the reality of this, you're going to be shocked. Let me just promise you, you're going to be shocked. Second half of the show today, I want to talk about what he actually employs as his weapons. How does he, oh, there's so many things we could talk about, but let's boil it down to how he really, what are his, what are his tools, what are his weapons when it comes to the strategy of busyness? Well, I, I think, first of all, it's just, it's just this act, the activities that we take on, or we'd say the over-activities that we take on. It's just... We're on steroids. I mean, it, it is unbelievable to me. I had uh, a close friend of mine just recently come to me and explain uh, sort of how upside down he is and worn out and can't seem to catch up and always running but always running behind mm-hmm. and out of breath. Um, hurried. Uh, hurried. Having, hurried. And, of course, that, that bleeds into the next show that it, it, it affects his marriage. It affects his children. It affects everything, all the relationships, all those important things. But but I, I sort of started trying to ask him some questions because I knew he had three boys. I think I believe one's sixteen, one's thirteen, and one is nine. I believe I'm, I'm right. And uh, uh, I said, "Well, how's it going with the boys?" And he said, "Oh, you know, they're busy. They're all they're really they're really active. Those are active boys, real athletic, you know." And I said, "Yeah, I, I remember that. Um, uh, what what sort of season are they in?" And I said, "Well, this is the tough time. This is the tough." Time. I said, "What do you mean by that?" He said, "Well, we got an overlap here between fall soccer and basketball." I said, "Really?" I said, "What does that look like?" So, this past weekend, from Friday evening at seven o'clock to Sunday evening at seven o'clock, they had ten ball games. I said, 10. 10. 
ball games in a weekend. Ten ball games in a weekend between three boys. And please understand, these were these were not all in one town either. They were within a hundred mile radius. Uh, and we'll talk in a minute, but they weren't on an airplane. But it was within a hundred mile radius. He and his wife, obviously, you know, dividing and conquering, as we call it. Jump one jumping in one car, one jumping in the other car, and flying and trying to make ten ball games in one weekend. And the epidemic, the underlying epidemic is that parents are saying, my child might be missing out on something. Absolutely. It, it, that, that's the way it's sold to you each time. If you want to keep up, if you want to compete. Mm-hmm. See, there's Satan again using something that's a good thing. Competition is a good thing, not a bad thing. But he's, he, as I said, it's on steroids. And even I know myself, and I found myself this year uh, for the first time, I agreed to my son playing in a uh, uh, a, a soccer league that did have some travel Let's to it. Let's just call it travel league. Let's go ahead and call it that. And 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 I found myself on Saturdays this past fall traveling hundreds of miles for my you know twelve year old son to play against other twelve year old boys in other cities, and I was sitting there saying, you know. Couldn't we just go across the street and do this? Are there not enough people in uh, in this city? To- we're in we're in upstate of South Carolina, Greenville, South Carolina. There's uh, maybe a mecca for soccer. We can go all over the place and play soccer, but yet we drive to Columbia, Myrtle Beach, Charleston, Charlotte. I mean, because if you don't, you might be missing. You might something. be missing something out. It, we we know couples who who routinely split up for the weekend. I'm going with the daughter. You're going with the son. Yeah. And it's worse than that. We have seen in our ministry couples who literally the husband gets on a plane with one child going to Virginia while the other – the husband, the wife gets in the plane with the other child and goes to Louisiana. And this is not a one-weekend deal with with the highest level of these activities – they're going every weekend for three months at a time. So basically, you have families who are absentee from each other for the fall or spring seasons. And do you think that fits into Satan's strategy? Oh, yes. Can you imagine? Yes. But, because it's right back to, as we talk about all the time, how our loved ones spell love. It's T-I-M-E. And, and there's no way you're going to get FaceTime with your child if you've got that kind of schedule going on. As I said, Satan has got this on remote control. He's down at the beach. Kick back. Busyness. Because activities, especially what you're talking about right now, are after-school activities with our children. We are under the epidemic of they might be missing out on something. That's right. Now, I, saw, I guess sort of anecdotally, there's a whole lot of us at our age who, who didn't have travel squads and didn't have all this traveling for sports at the younger ages, yeah, maybe you, when you got into school. Yeah, you're going back to what I said earlier in the show about look back at your grandparents. I mean, I think about, about my grandfather. He would have never considered this. I mean, to get in a car and drive 100 miles for a child to play a ball a game? A 10-year-old, an 8-year-old, it, it wouldn't even a 12-year-old? Even, and I said, bring it, bring it forward. Even my father, I mean, 
if we, when we played ball, as you recall, it was with the kids in the community. I mean, I mean, I don't even remember going across town. But look what it did to us. It, it screwed up our lives, didn't it? That we didn't have all that busy. We didn't have all those activities. Look what we missed out on. See, this is what we have to try to identify and expose the deceiver right. for what it is. You are operating under the conviction that you're going to miss. Your child's going to miss out on something, and it's making you so upside down with busyness. So that's after school activities. Business. Right. All right. Now, don't miss church. Mm. Uh, well, I, I think that that's a great place to go to. And, and it's a situation there, as I say, I like to take us back historically and think that when, when I looked at the bulletin when I was younger, I mean, the bulletin maybe consisted of Sunday morning, Sunday evening church, maybe a Wednesday night get together. Um, and, and I mean, may, there might have been, I guess, a, a church basketball game on Saturday. That was it. Now, when you open up your bulletin, I mean, I mean, the list is five miles long with activities. You'd make a YMCA envious. Unbelievable. And, and, and they're all good. They're all good. Well, but, the good is the enemy of the best. That's right. So often, the good that's is the enemy right. of the best. And, and you will find yourself getting drawn into busyness at church as an adult with being asked to do things. And that's where we'll talk later in, the, in the, one of that's the right. future shows about what do you do when you're constantly asked to do these things that look like good things. So activities, whew, now let's really jump on what is, what is, come on, let's say it for what it is, his number one weapon against us. And it falls under the umbrella of electronics. That's right. But let's talk specifically about TV. Well, I think with the, with the advent of the internet and this constant global access that we're now, we now deal with, it's just unbelievable. Um, you and I were talking a, a few minutes ago that I had a chance a couple of weeks ago to, to go out for a, uh, a date with my wife, a date night. Mm-hmm. And we were at a real, really nice restaurant, and, and I, I, I thought it was a nice, expensive restaurant. We were enjoying our meal very much, enjoying each other. And I noticed around me, uh, most of the folks were a little, little younger than me. But, but, but they were all it appeared on dates as well. Well, Sam, I want to tell you, all around me, they were on dates, but instead of looking at each other, what were they looking at? Their iPhone. Yeah. They were all Their Blackberries. They were, they were texting or looking at the internet. I don't know what they were doing, but it had destroyed any kind of intimacy or, or romance that they had going on because of this constant global access. Just stop next time you're in a restaurant. Don't even talk about airports. That's that, nothing but iPads, i, I charts, iPhones, i iPods. Next time you're in a restaurant, look around you. People yeah. aren't even looking at each other at the tables. They're looking down at this device they've got in their hands because they are addicted to That's it. That's right. That's right. And please don't push back on us on this. Just look around you. Just look you. around you. Yeah. Just look around you. And we're going to talk about what steps we take about that in future shows, but let's come back to TV. We got to. <laughs> I mean, and, and you know that's my, that's my pet project that, that I've been working on. I, I've been convicted of this for several years. I don't think there is another place. There's no place more important than to get a control of that boob tube in your in your to t- recognize it as a villain that's right now, now let me be clear we're not talking about bad shows on tv that goes without saying we're talking about the time the time is a time vacuum it just sucks out your time your time just evaporates and it, as you showed several times in our men's groups sadly not only are you wasting your time you're filling up on generally 99 percent of the time bad stuff bad stuff and junk and junk but more importantly, and to the point, 
it takes away, if you have 24 cups in front of you that represents your day, how many of those are you getting rid of with just sitting there mindlessly with the TV on? I'm telling you, it's the number one problem. You know, the things that we're going to talk about next week that suffer, they suffer because of this, because of television. Because of television. Nobody you talk to will say, I watch too much TV. Everybody I talk to says, I don't really watch that much TV. I didn't think I watched that much TV until I started pushing back on it. Today's show, what we have wanted to do is to expose the deceiver, for you to see that his strategy is to make you busy. Because if he cannot make you as bad as he wants, all he's got to do is make you as busy as he wants. It is his number one strategy. And and to make you always with that feeling of always running, but always running behind. And the way he's going to do that is with activities, because we all love to be asked to do things, we love to be involved, and we don't want to miss out on anything, and with TV. And he is going to use TV. And we're going to expose what the victims are to this. What we've tried to do today is to see, get you to look back and say, do I have that calm, relaxed pace mm-hmm. that, it, that should be characteristic of a follower of God, a follower of Christ? Do I have that or am I always hurried? Am I always behind? We want you to see that busyness is Satan's number one strategy. We see now with such clarity that this is our number one enemy. That's right. Satan's number one tool against us to destroy, distract, and discourage. His number one tool's got to be busyness. Busyness. And it's, it's, it, when you see it the way we are now seeing it, it becomes something that is so vile. I even use the word insidious because of what he's doing to us with this business. It's so effective. It keeping you. Now, you just think about this while you're listening today. Now, just think. It is so effective. It, it either keeping you out of the kingdom of God altogether. That's the destroy part. That's right. Or if you have your relationship with Christ, you've surrendered your life, he will, through distraction and discouragement, through business, he will keep you from experiencing the A-plus life, the life that is truly life, the life that he wants for you. That God wants for you. That's right. Show number one, we talked about the problem, and that, is, and we identified the villain. The villain is Satan, and it is his strategy. The villains, the weapons that he uses, are activities and TV. And we're going to touch on that again. Show number two today, this is the second show, we're going to look at the effects, the casualties, the victims. That's right. And then next week, we'll talk about the victory, the solution to all of this. What, are, what is always the victim to this business, what what it ultimately ends up being? There's no question, Sam, that it, it, it's relationships. And I tell you, I just I just got a high beam from the Holy Spirit here that I got to share. When I go back, and and you've heard my story many times, but when I went to Lake Junaluska in March of 2003, I was so busy, I didn't know what I didn't know. And remember, the question that was asked to me is, what's the most important thing? And I said, my relationship with God, my relationship with my wife, my relationship with my children. Perfect answer. Perfect answer. But the next question he said, Clark Bynum said, was, but would where you spent your time the last week reflect those priorities? And that was the question that let me know I was bankrupt because, see, I was too what? You're too busy. I was too busy to know. And you were too blind to see how busy you were. Completely. Completely. And, and, and what was suffering in my business was relationships. First, with God through his son, Jesus Christ. 
then with that precious wife of mine, and then with those precious children. Relationships, that's what suffers. We, we laugh about it, but I believe it's true. It's Satan's strategy meetings. After he's gone through individual demons and what they're supposed to do with their individual uh, potential victims, their clients, if you want to put it the way C.S. Lewis did in, in the screw tape letters, he, after he finishes all that, he says, now just remember one thing, one overarching thing, if you can't make them bad. Make them busy. Absolutely. <laughs> a Christian, a follower of Christ, should be like Christ and would want to seek to be like Christ who had a calm, relaxed pace about him. Do we have that? No, we, we don't, sadly. And, and I think it, it's important right here to understand why is it that Satan attacks us in this area? What, what, what is his idea? You see, Satan hates the greatest commandment. As Jesus told us, the greatest commandment, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength, and then to love others, love your neighbor, love others as yourself. See, he understands that if he can get us so busy, that's what will thwart our being effective in the kingdom by following the greatest command. He hates you, believer. He hates you. And that's why busyness is his number one scheme, number one strategy. He hates your heavenly father even more than he hates you. And so if he can, if he can keep you away from the A-plus life, the life that is truly life, he will, he will make every effort to do that. Do you have that calm, relaxed pace? Yeah, and, and we want to say, and, and I know, we've said this in the first show, we said again, please understand, we know that there is a pace to life. And God wants that. He, he wants us to be productive. He has productive work for us to do that he planned long, long ago. And he wants us to be about that. But there's clearly a difference. We want you to hear us. A difference between a calm, relaxed pace and being constantly hurried, always out of breath. Hurried is the key word, because you may have a lot of things on your plate right now. We'll talk more in the third show about what you do about all those things on your plate, but they may be there, and there's a difference between being busy and being hurried. All right, so just just a quick recap, Irvin. The first show, we wanted to expose the weapons that he uses, and he uses activities. And most of these activities, it could be after-school activities with your children, and the, and the epidemic is they might be missing out on something. Mm -hmm. My children might miss out on something. So we got to do everything that is offered to us that is available. He uses activities with our children after school. He uses activities at church. Mm -hmm. Electronics. Community activities and then electronics and TV. And we're going to talk more about TV in the third show. But let us now be sure that we, we help you to see that busyness is going to destroy and disrupt it's not going to necessarily be the neon light sins of pornography and drinking and, and, and knocking over banks or whatever you want to say, addictions of any sort. It's going to be busyness, and the victims are going to be relationships. Yes, what's what, really important. What's really important. And there's no way you'll ever have any clarity to see that when you are behind and busy all the time. Okay, let's, let's set it up this way. Two victims that we want to talk about, and they are interrelated, are relationships, which we just mentioned. But first, let's talk about body, mind, and spirit, Irv, because that's something that's very dear to us. And by the way, we did a three-week series on this. You can go to our radio site, and you can find it archived on it. Body, mind, and spirit. 
Yes. It's that, something that's very important to us. Yeah, it, it is definitely uh, a touchstone for our entire ministry is body, mind, and spirit. And, of course, as you know, Sam, you and I get together once a week, and that's how we walk through our accountability session. We talk about how are you doing physically, how are you doing mentally, how are you doing spiritually, and then how are you doing relationally. Because remember, those first three, the body, the mind, and the spirit, prepare you to be ready for relationship. Until you get those first three right, you're not ready to step into and go out into the world and be the, the husband you need to be, the father you need to be, the coach you need to be, whatever it is that you're doing. You're not ready for those relationships until you've got those first three right, the body, the mind, and the spirit. You're, you're not just not ready. You, are, you don't stand a chance mm-hmm. at having any kind of a life, any kind of richness in those areas if you're out of whack, body, mind, and spirit. You're trying and, to, like you say, you're trying to play basketball on, on skates, on, on skate, ice. On ice. Yeah. On yeah. ice. You, can't, you cannot do it. Now, there's so many things we'd love to talk about under the body – part of it exercise eating and all but let's let's get right down on what is the absolute victim to busyness right. when it comes to your body under under the body part that we talk about when we start talking about how you're doing physically we talk about sleep we talk about exercise and we talk about eating and i want everyone listening to stop for a minute and to think about this uh, a book that has been a game changer for us in our ministry is a book called Sleep, It Does a Family Good, How Busy Families Can Overcome Sleep Deprivation. It's written by Professor Dr. Archibald D. Hart. And if you get the book, uh, he's got more degrees. It's a great book. Oh, it's a fantastic book. But what he explains in here is that children today get less of this than they did 30 years ago. And it results in decreased IQ and increased body weight. What is it? It's sleep. Sleep. Lack and of. Lack of sleep. It's sleep deprivation. It, it, it is, according to Dr. Hart, it is the number one mental health issue facing our country today. I, I just said that. It is, our, it it is the number one mental health issue facing our country today is sleep deprivation. Now, let me just stop and interject. If you're listening to us right now and you're one of those who says, I can do fine on five hours, I can do fine on six hours, and you think you, re- you actually wear that as sort of some type of medal, you know, some type yeah. of champion. Around, around the water cooler. Right, right, yeah, right, yeah. right. Let me tell you how wrong you are. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm, I am a recovering sleepaholic because I know now what Irv's getting ready to tell you. I've seen it in my own life. Yeah, yeah. Dr. Hart says the, the number of people uh, rounded to the nearest uh, uh, number that need less than six hours of sleep is zero. <laughs> zero. There's it, no it, one. No one. God made us to rest. Think of Jesus in the boat with the disciples. He's sleeping on the cushion. If Jesus needed to rest, so do you, my friend. No question about it. But here's our problem. Here's what we think about sleep now. We, we treat it as a luxury commodity. It is not. We, we think that we can ignore our body's need for sleep and that there are no consequences. What I need you to understand is, is that sleep deprivation annually causes 30,000 deaths in America. Mm. Annually, 3 million disabling injuries. If every year when we fall back with the clock or we spring fall with the clock, just tampering with the sleep for one hour, accidents go up, suicide attempts go up. There are major consequences to ignoring your body's need for sleep. The other thing we think about sleep that is wrong is we think somehow if we sleep less, we'll be more productive. 
What I need you to know, if you look in this book, you'll see massive amounts of material that clearly show that if you're one hour sleep deprived, just one hour, you will function cognitively 30% less. Th- you, what? Say that again? Your ability to think will be re- re- diminished by one third, basically, mm. by, mm. by losing one hour. Children that they studied on, on a day being fully rested that performed at the sixth grade level, the next day they brought them back one hour sleep deprived, those same children performed at fourth grade level. So just losing one hour moved them two grades. Two grade levels. Now, now, I want to go back to what you just said before we finish up the first half of the show. We consider sleep to be a luxury. It is not. Absolutely not. You will never be able to be your best, and I am starting to see this more and more. It, it's, it is the number one victim to your busyness is your sleep. We're talking specifically today about the victims of your busyness, and my gosh, how many things could we say, but we're specifically going to talk about body, mind, and spirit, and then relationships, which are always the ultimate victim to all of this. So under the body, mind, and spirit, we're talking about sleep, because this is the victim to your busyness, is your sleep. You had a couple more thoughts on it, Eric. I I did, and and, and when you just said that, ultimately... Satan's goal is the relationships. That's what he's after. But he starts it with the body, mind, and spirit because, as we said earlier, until you're right physically, mentally, and spiritually, you're not ready to move into and to properly uh, pursue those relationships. And, and you, the, probably the, pro- the problem with you right now is that you are so accustomed, you're so lulled into this C-minus life of busyness that you don't even see exactly what we're talking about. Stay with us. Listen to what we're talking about. That's right. And, and what we said as we were closing is a lie from Satan is that if I sleep less, I'll be more productive. That is a lie from Satan. Who's got time to sleep if you're going to be as busy as we are? That's, and and that's, that's what Satan wants to sell you. I mean, we, we talk about the, the kids that do the all-nighters at college before they, before they go, to the, go to this class. What this book tells you, again, that we talked about from Dr. Hart, is that the best thing you could do is get a good night's sleep. Because your brain is not going to function. What we need to understand and get clear is this, is that by going to bed, by getting sleep, by being properly rested, you are being productive. While you are asleep, you are being productive. The book explains that your mind is being revised, restored, rejuvenated, and repaired. And, and those, those things have to happen before you can move forward with any kind of learning. Sleep, good rest, is the prerequisite to any kind of learning. But I want to close it here because we're coming back to relationships on this. And if you've been pushing back on this at all, just think with me just for a minute. The last bad fight you had, the big conflict, the argument with your spouse, the, 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 the cutting off the child, the um, not listening to them. I, I'm convicting my own self as I'm talking right here. Where did it come from? Were you, no, the question is, Were you rested? I need you to understand our busyness, the busyness that Satan is is putting upon us or allowing us to be exposed to, is robbing us of the sleep that we need. And a good buddy of mine was just telling me recently he snapped at his son 
10-year-old boy, snapped at him, and in retrospect, there was no need to do it. He said, the truth is, I was tired. Every time. He didn't do a thing wrong. I was tired. Yeah, yeah. We, we've heard it all. You know, we've all heard the, the, the halt. Don't, do any, don't make decisions when you're hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. Or tired. That's right. The cycle is like this, Irv. It, it, the busyness overrules sleep. Yeah. So now you're sleep deprived. deprived. You're not going to get any exercise because you're right. too tired. I'm too tired to work out. Then the next thing you're going to find yourself doing is eating. Yeah, yeah. You, 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 and this is the cycle we're going through body, mind, and spirit here to show you how it flows. And if you think, if you push back and you really listen here, you're going to hear a flow from yourself. And that is the next thing is you say, I've got to eat more to get some energy. I have no energy. I, I'm, I, can't, I can't go on. Or then you really fall in the hole and you say, you know, I, I just I need to relax. I, I'm just I'm, I'm so tired. I'm worn out. I, I'll just I, and, and you start equating eating with relaxation. And, and then where do you go with your food? And then you go watch TV. <laughs> and the next thing you know, you're out of shape. You're five pounds overweight. And now you're distracted and you're discouraged and you're tired. And that is the cycle. And so what do you do? You turn to caffeine. We, mm. we could spend shows on sleeping on caffeine, energy drinks, how many people are hitting the five-hour pop. Do you, do you have those figures on the energy drink? Well, I, I, I can tell you this. that The energy drink sales jumped from $4 billion in 2009 to $10 billion in 2010. Now, wait a minute. Two and a half times. Two and a half in times. one year. And we're not talking about from forty dollars to a hundred dollars. We're talking about from four billion to ten billion in the last year. Sleep deprivation, the number one mental health problem facing our country, and those statistics prove that. I'm telling you. you, you just think about it, and it is the victim. Now, the ultimate victim of your being tired, the ultimate victim of your being busy, is your relationships. Your relationships with your heavenly Father and with those around you. That's that right. are so important. That's that's exactly right. And and if we think about it, we're flowing down the body, mind, and spirit. We we get we get that extra five, ten pounds, and we you know you just you feel sloppy, mm-hmm. you know, and and that leads to sloppy thinking, mm-hmm. and we start focusing on things that aren't good for us. As you and I check in with each other every week, we talk about our minds. We remember who and what you listen to influences what you think, say, and do, and you get that sloppiness going on, and that flows into your spiritual. And again, the spiritual flows in the relationships. And the relationships, here's where we are. Mm-hmm. Here's what Satan's after. Mm-hmm. We, now, we, we, we've, we've, we've made it clear, but here's what he's after. He wants to, to thwart, to get in the way of that relationship, that first and most important relationship with your heavenly Father through his son, Jesus. And he'll do it with busyness. Because mm-hmm. as, as you and I both know in the battle, the first thing that will go is your quiet time. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and you, when you don't have that relationship, when it, is, when it is being thwarted, when it is being disrupted, when the harmony of it is being knocked backwards, you'll, there's no way you'll be ready for the relationships with your children. How will you ever hear God's still, small voice when you're in a hurry? That's right. That's right. R- running from one thing to another. And we talk about the, the, sp- the spiritual pyramid, that, that relationship with our Heavenly Father. The, 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 the point, the most, imp- excuse me, the base, the most important is that quiet time. And that's going to be damaged by this busyness and this hurried a- activity that you've got going on. The next thing, of course, is you and I know uh, we meet once a week and we're, we're pretty good about it. But if it gets over busy, you know, around Christmas time, Around these times that, that push us, first thing that goes, what? I can't make it. I can't yeah. make it. And how long does it take us to, to realize that that hurts relationship? About a, 
a few hours, a few hours, you know, or at least a day, yeah. no, no more than a day. And, and then, of course, the time with your small group. And then, of course, if you're doing 10 ball games in a weekend from, from Friday night to Sunday, I, I, I doubt very seriously you're going to make it to church. Well, of course you're not going to make it to church. And, of course, you're not going to make it to any of the things that are important. Your relationships are going to suffer. That's right. And that's what Satan wants. Right. He wants to knock that relationship backwards with your Heavenly Father. Yeah. How will you hear your Heavenly Father in that still, small voice? How will you ever be still and know that I am God, as God says? He says, be still. That's right. And it flows right over then, then to your wife because— the next thing goes is that couch time you need with her, that, that, that face time you need with your wife, uh, the date, the date nights, they get canceled. And I heard a friend say, you know, we've been meaning to do it. That's right. That's but, right. But we're just too busy. Busy. That's right. And then with the children, the statistic that always tears my heart out is to know that as a, na- in a national average with, e- with a child, a, a, a father with his child spends no more than five minutes or excuse me, less than five minutes per week. Per day? A- no, no. Per week oh, mm. of actual face time with a child because we're just too busy. busy. And you hear that statistic, you say, well, that's not true for me, but step back. What, how much... How, many, how often do you have that rich time with your child? Where And that cannot be – you cannot compartmentalize that and say, okay, we've got 20 minutes. Let's be rich time. Let's have rich time together. It's got to happen naturally. Absolutely. Oh, you're looking for teachable moments, and they just come up. And you, if you're so hurry that you don't hear, you don't see it, you just miss it. You just the, – the check-ins, that time to check in with the child – if you're too busy, you just blow right over it. Or how about we talk about the cell phone? If you got that cell phone in the car with you, of course, you know, you and I have a rule. If we have a child in the car with us, unless it's a, you know, a mission of mercy that we're, we're responding to, we don't answer the phone. No. And when your child gets in the car, you, ta- you turn that phone off. There's nothing so important that, can be, that cannot be taken. Irv and I have in, just interrupted the other person in mid-sentence said, got to go. Britain's getting in the car. Got to go. Samson Joe's right. getting in the car. Got to go. Boom. Go. It's off. That's an unwritten rule. Your relationships, that's, what, that's the currency of this life in the kingdom of God. It's the currency of life. And, and you think about when things are really upside down in your life, it's your relationships. That's and right. Satan has the victory. That's this, right. Folks, friends, this is part of his strategy to get you busy so you're going to miss the life that is truly life, life to the full. I want to come back and say again, Irv, it's, it's, it's relationship with your Heavenly Father, yes. with your Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ, and with those that you love first and then plenty that are going to that's suffer right. on down the line. And that's the issue. That's what we're getting back to. What suffers is what's most important. Mm-hmm. At the end of your days, that'll be, it'll be who you loved and who loved you. Mm-hmm. That's what will be important. And Satan is after you, believer. He is after you. He hates you. He hates your heavenly Father, and thus he hates you. And he's going to try to, if he can't destroy you because you belong to him through his son Jesus, he's going to try to distract and discourage you the rest of your days. And busyness is his number one strategy. I just got this mental picture when you said uh, at the end of end of your life, are you going to look back? Is it going to be relationships? Can you imagine looking at your at your tombstone, your your grave marker, and it says, uh, you know, Sam Hunter, nineteen fifty seven, and in the dash it says busy, two thousand and twenty five, whatever. <laughs> it just says busy. That's what my dash looks like. Is I was busy. Is that what you want? Is oh. that what you want? God wants you to have a quiet strong, rich relationship with him first 
Mm-hmm. You'll never get it. And let me just say it again. Watch out for being too busy at church. Mm-hmm. I know people that are so busy, they never seem to be listening. Mm-hmm. He, wants, he wants you to have that richness with him, which then will overflow into that richness with those that you love. That's what life is about, and busyness is robbing you of that. And it's going to require you to not conform to the pattern of this world. It's back to Romans 12, too. It is going to require you to swim upstream. You're going to have to push back, and that's going to be the third show. We want to be sure that we are, just, we, we are exposing the deceiver. That's Satan. That we want to open your eyes and stop the madness of all this busyness. That's what we're after. We want you to see it because let me just promise you, until you see this, you're not going to understand it's the depth of what we're talking about. We have visceral reactions mm, now. Please hear the message that God has placed on our hearts. I, Please step back and examine this because you are too busy and you are missing out. And that is exactly what Satan wants. It's exactly what God does not want. I promise you, if you will listen to us and you will step back and you will examine your sleep, you will examine your activities, you will examine your TV, you will examine your schedule this past week. Was it a calm, relaxed pace? And you'll see that it wasn't. You'll start to see with clarity what we'll talk what we're talking about now that we see it for what it is we see it as this vile even insidious terror it is a forget but don't forget the neon light sins like pornography and, and addiction and alcoholism and any of those things. But don't, don't think you're okay because those aren't a, pa- a major player in your life. Busyness. Be, beware of this one, as we've said several times, because it's under the radar. Under the ra- it looks good. It looks good. We applaud it. We stand up and cheer. The busiest you, person is the hero. The most important person in the room. No question about That's it. That's right. And it is how we define ourselves. It is how we find our self-worth. You just step back and think about it. The busier you are, the better you feel about yourself. Right, and this crosses gender, both male and female. Male and female. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It even relates back to how busy our children are. The busier mm-hmm. our children are, the better we feel about ourselves as parents. That's right, because they're so important. And we're so upside down. Mm-hmm. We're so upside down. And what we're trying to do, what we hope to do, what we hope you're seeing as you listen to these shows. And if you miss the first two, we're going to run this back through. You'll be able to hear it again next week. We're going to run this through because we think it is so important for you to see with clarity that Satan's number one strategy against you as a child of God, against your heavenly father, quite frankly, is busyness. Show number one, we talked about the problem. We said that the villain, well, the number one villain is Satan. That's right. He uses as his weapons all these activities that we're involved in that all look good, but the good is always in competition with the best. Always in competition with the best. So the number one was was the problem, the villain that we have against us. Number show number two is the effects, what it does to us, what the victims are. Relationships. Relationships. Show number three today we're going to talk about how to push back against this. We in show number two when we talked about relationships, we first touched on sleep your body, mind, and spirit, and then we went into relationships because that is what Satan wants to do against you is hurt your relationships. Today, we want to talk about how do you push back against this? How do you get the victory? How do you become a, a victor over this? But let's, We're let's, claiming victory in the name of Jesus Christ. We have, and you know what? In the name of Jesus Christ, we'd say stop the madness. 
That's, that's right. what Jesus would say if he stepped into your life right now. He'd say, please, stop this madness. Yeah. And have you been flying upside down so long that you don't know what right side up you can't is? can't even see it. That's right. I, I, I can almost assure you that most of you, you, you now, you're listening to me today, you have been lulled into a C-minus life of business, and you don't even know it. You can't even see it. We couldn't. We're not judging you. We just we now can see it because we were there, and we're out. Of, we've been freed from that. Praise l- the Lord. Let me just make sure you understand who we are talking about this. We're not two guys sitting in here with shorts on and sandals <laughs> doing nothing today and doing nothing this week. We are biz- We are t- guys that tend to be busy. Well, we, we are doers. We, we are have doers. things going on. We like to get it done. Mm-hmm. We're competitive. We were more competitive in our former lives. That's right. We're proactive. We like to see progress. We, we, we applaud getting things done. We have day timers. We have our list. We're very efficient. That's right. We're trained. We're disciplined. But we have seen the light. So don't think that we don't know what we're talking about. Believe me, we are reformed from this epidemic of busyness. And let's just get right down to what, if you're going to push back, if you're going to find any sense of victory in your life, any sense of balance to have that life that is truly life, life to the full, you're going to have to learn this one principle, Irv. Yeah, we're going to have to. And, and what you just said just really struck again something in me and another high beam from the Holy Spirit in that when I go back and when we do, we, we go to several places or many places we've been doing my testimony, it is busyness that had me. It had you. That's what had me. It, it, I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, lying, cheating, stealing. I wasn't out uh, doing the neon light sins. I was so busy that I couldn't see. That's what had me in the group. That's why this message just resonates with me. So. And everybody that knew you back then would say, what a great guy I was. And look how busy and successful he is. Sure. He's even busy at church. He's busy at school. He's busy. This guy is, he's the picture of success. Got it going on. Just basically a good old guy. Bankrupt. Bankrupt. Upside down. (laughs) Blessed of the poor in spirit. Your relationships were bankrupt. Mm. You didn't have a relationship with your Heavenly Father. You thought you did. Your relationship with your wife, your children, it was not there. No. Not not with the riches. Strange. But but we're going to boil this down. We chased a little rabbit there. We're going to boil this down. Here is the point. Here is the victory. What I'm getting ready to say will change your life. Will change your life. If you will implant this in your brain. And simply say, anything I say yes to necessarily means I'm going to have to say no to something else. I'm going to say that one more time. Say it. We need to hear it. And I'm, I'm going to give a shout out to Matt Williams at Grace Church because he, he's the one that gave me this thought first. But it clearly, anything you say yes to necessarily means you have to say no to something else. And now, as you, bull, as you let that roll over you, what we want to encourage you to do as we move forward from this, as we claim victory in the name of Jesus Christ, is that we simply start treating everything that comes at us as a potential villain. Potential. Potential. Villain. In other words, the, the opportunities, the, the invitations that come your way, which they come all the time. Not that they're that they may be good things. Well, they typically are. They good typically things. are. How many people that are listening to us today are going to get an invitation to go do something heinous? Right. No, they're good things, but we want you to begin to see them as potential villains because are they going to keep you those good things from God's best? That's that's the change. That's the issue, and that's what we've got to get down to. Stop accepting invitations and opportunities without first thinking, okay, my plate, 
sadly or wonderfully, is full. What am I going to take off this plate to add this? Because you're going to hear a voice from Satan when that invitation comes, when that request comes. I, I, I've, I can just look back at my own life and I see that person walking, approaching me at, at, at church, for instance, or in the community and saying, I just left a meeting and we were talking about you and we'd like to ask you. I'm telling you at that point, what we would like for you to think. Now, we, we mean this. What we're trying to do is get you to get so much clarity that you, whatever comes out of their mouth, you view first as a potential villain, not because it's going to be a bad thing, but you have already set what's important in your life, and your life is in balance. Yes. That's what we're hoping for. Now, we're going to talk about how you actually do this in the second half of the show, but we want you to have your life in such balance that anything new that comes into it has to be weighed out with a pre- prejudicial eye towards it saying, what am, what, uh, my life is in balance. I have my priorities straight. Mm-hmm. I have my relationship with my Heavenly Father. I have my relationship with my wife, with my children, with my husband. I have my body, mind, and spirit in balance. What is going to have to go? What is going to fall victim? What is going to be taken away if I say yes to this? That's right. Does that sound radical? Well, it it may very well to to someone who, as we say, is just now beginning to see what we've been talking about these last three weeks. But for you and I, we, we see it clearly. I see it very clearly that every invitation, every opportunity is a potential to knock me off of what God's got me going after, what, what the, his A-plus life, the life that is truly life and his priorities. Every invitation, every opportunity, I have to weigh that out. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you and I both, of course, get consistent, constantly, you know, asked to do this and asked to do that. And they're great things. I mean, I mean, just time after time after time, and and Sam, you have taught me, and I and I'm so thankful for it from the Holy Spirit to say, I absolutely, absolutely, positively cannot do that. I couldn't possibly do it. Yeah, ne- Nehemiah told him when they wanted him to come down. He said, he said, I, I, I'm doing a great work. I couldn't. And I can't come, come down. down. I can't come down. I can't come down. Yeah, that's and, right. And we're 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 camping out on this because we really want you to hear this and employ this in your life. Anything that comes your way, you have got to understand that if you say yes, you're going to say no to something else. And, and it's, this is tough. And, and the little story that popped in my mind that there was, my, my precious wife goes into a um, meeting at the school, and the, and, the, and, the, and the teacher comes out and says, the first thing she said, doesn't say hello, doesn't say, will you be my room mother? Won't you? No, no. I think it's like, won't you please be my room mother? So you you have to swim upstream here. You've got seven children. Seven children, and 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 and, and, and still all very much dependent upon their mother. And their mother doesn't mind and and does all kinds of stuff with all kinds more of more than schools. I can imagine. More that. than we, we could dream to ask or imagine. She does. But being a room mother is something we had talked about many times that we just simply couldn't take that on, that we'll provide and, and, and bring whatever we can, but that's just something we couldn't take on with the seven of them. Mm-hmm. And, but but that's, where, that's where she got hit. Because she's a sweetheart, and she didn't automatically view it as a potential villain. That's right. And, and that's what we're saying. It's probably a good thing. But let me tell you, when that person approaches you, when that invitation comes, when that request comes, it's gonna, it's, here's the voice you're going to hear. I'm needed, I'm important, 
look how busy this will get me. Look how good this will make me look. That's the voice you're going to hear, and we're pleading with you. Stop the madness. And the pattern of this world is just to take it on. Take it on. That's the pattern of this I'll world. Do, I'll add more. That's right. Because the That's pattern right. of this world is more. That's right. And, and it, everything is more. And we think if it is to be, it's up to me. Yeah. Or, you, know. you have got to learn to say, to look at it and say, okay, if I say yes to this, I am going to have to say no to something. And typically the no that you say that you have to say to is something you haven't thought out and you, later you realize what a hole it was in your life. The first half of the show we spent just desperately hoping wanting you to see that to ask you to develop this mindset of anything that comes my way any invitation any opportunity if i say yes i'm gonna have to say no to something else and Irv, the victim to your not saying no the victim to your saying yes to things that you haven't thought out about thought about clearly is your relationship that's right god's priorities god's priorities it's always so we're talking about overcommitment. that's the problem now what are we going to do about this let's get let's get down and practical what do we do first step make a plan that's right and, and i'm so excited to be here to to land the plane on this project we've been on and and that begins with the index card that you and i um, each carry around and we encourage all of our men explain to explain the index to, well card. we simply sit down and, and say um, what is what are your priorities what, what are the priorities god has placed upon your heart what is it that that is is in the box and, and, and meaning by that, that, that they're non-negotiable. Non-negotiable. These are non-negotiables. And, and that is, uh, on my card, it says, my relationship with God through his son, Jesus Christ. Non-negotiable. My, my relationship with my wife, and then my relationship with my children. And then after that, we begin talking about the ministry to the men and how, and how, we, how we deal with them. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, if you look at your card, you've got one thing before that, and it's your body, mind, and spirit, oh, because I'm we'll s- never get that other part. <laughs> i got to pick my card up here. You're, you're exactly right. You, you, you have to get through body, mind, and spirit. Uh, These have ready. to be non-negotiables, my friends. It has to, relationship with your Heavenly Father. If you're busy, that's going to slide. That's right. You're never going to drift into intimacy with your Heavenly Father. You're going to drift away. You've got to set your priorities. Relationship with my Heavenly Father. Relationship with my wife or my husband. You don't make that a priority. You don't make that a non-negotiable, and you're going to end up like fifty percent of the population. And, and that one is above the children. It's above the children because mm-hmm. the other one will never. The children. Then with my children. Yes. And then with your body, your mind, and your spirit, because we talked about the victim. One of the major victims is your sleep. That's right. You'll never get. You'll never get your body back in balance if that is the case. Make an index card of what your priorities are. If you think Irv and I believe me, as we said earlier, we're not sitting in this studio with sandals and shorts on. We've got a lot of stuff going on and I get asked to speak at, you cannot imagine. I got asked to speak at a wonderful junior high thing the other day and I had to look at my index card and it's because I really wanted to help them. Mm-hmm. My ministry is with men. That's right. If I could have fit that in and not had to say no to something else, maybe, but I was going to, if I said yes, I'm going to have to say no to a priority. You looked at that opportunity as a potential villain. As a potential villain. That's right. Not that I, we're saying you had that kind of surly, sarcastic mind about life. No, we're saying mm-hmm. to protect what's really important. And, and this is going to be difficult at first, but as you move forward, you begin to get green lights and red lights. You'll see those if you're, if you're, if you're not busy. That's right. Now, also, one other thing about the difficulty is you're going to make some people mad. 
Oh. You're going to make some – people are going to be angry with you because they're not going to appreciate the fact yeah. that you refuse – to yeah. swim along with the current of this yeah. our, our, our friend Mooney Player tells us if you're too busy, it, it, it's either you are lazy or you don't have any discipline. And it Because it takes discipline to say no. It takes discipline to do it. it, it it's going to be something you may not really want to do now, but you have to do it so you can do what you really want to do later. That's right. That's the definition and, of discipline. And that's why I, try, I, I attempted to train you as I train myself to when someone asks you, the first thing that comes out of your mouth is, I couldn't possibly do it. <laughs> Right. You say that first, and then you go ahead and weigh out what they're saying. But get it out there first. I couldn't possibly do it. Because if you don't, you'll end up saying yes without even meaning to say yes. Make a plan. Identify what your priorities are. Be real about this. Take the time mm-hmm. to understand what are the non-negotiables. Right. Put them on the index card. Right. Then we want to talk about some specifics. Then what are the specifics? Well, the, the, one of the specific things that we wanted to attack that we've talked about is television. Mm. And it, 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 it is, as we said, in our opinion, the number one weapon that Satan uses in this busyness scheme. And that is it, it sucks your time. It's, it's, a, it's a vacuum. It evaporates it your time. It evaporates your time. What I did this past summer, and it was against a lot of uh, – it was a lot of pullback on this from all sorts of sources. But we, we disconnected our televisions for 90 days. We just – we simply agreed as a family to do that. And so for 90 days, there was no television in the house. No TV. What we found almost immediately – was was what we were missing by having the television on. Mm. In other words, instead of vegging out in front of the TV, I was talking with my wife. I was spending that quiet time with her, that couch time, and, and communicating with her. Instead of instead of the TV on as a background noise, we could actually hear each other and talk and communicate. It was amazing the amount of time that it opened up for us. And I'm telling you. It changed our life. It changed the life of my family. Just simply saying, for 90 days, I'm going to push back. Now, we've brought the television back, but what we've done now is we've put up some buffers. In other words, the television that's in the family room where where people have access, we only have two TVs where they have access to, that television is not even hooked up. It's it's hooked up where you can watch a video to the videos that we know what but they are. You can't are. just go in there and turn it you on. You can't just turn it on. The family has to decide we're going to go watch a show, and we go together and, and hook it up. There's one other TV set that my wife and I basically have access to, and what we've done with that one is it's in one of those big credenzas, so we keep the doors closed. So you have to go up and you have to think, do I want to open these doors, or am I just using this as background noise. See, we're asking you to realize. See, Irv's family didn't realize what they had said no to by saying yes to TV. They didn't recognize the quiet time, the richness, the the ability to let your mind just vacate for a minute and and let God fill back in. You didn't realize you were saying no to these things by saying yes to TV. And we're asking you to make a plan, get an index card, find out what your priorities are, and then you will start to see this. I, I, I followed Irv's. I followed his, his, his example, and I turned my TV off. And now I have realized it is, it is actually it is a violation to have, have the TV on as background noise. I, it's become a violation to me. I, can't, I don't like it. I have a visceral reaction. It is nonsense. And I used to think, well, look what I'll be missing. How will I keep up with the news and the sports? And I'll, I'm not missing anything. Right, and it's an amazing difference in terms of the peace that you, you have. You will be shocked. On this one, my friends, please listen to us on this. I know you think we're crazy, but we are not. Push back on that TV. Push back on that TV. You won't believe 
The difference. The difference. That's right. And the other thing was sleep. And, and, and the thing we wanted to make sure everybody, if, if you can get this book, Sleep, It Does a Family Good, How Busy Families Can Overcome Sleep Deprivation by Dr. Archibald D. Hart. He gives us several examples. What he talks about is, and as you said, Sam, you've got to work backward. Mm. Figure out your wake-up time. What is your wake-up time? If that's 6.30 or 7, then you go backward from there. The, the book explains to you, you sleep in hour and a half cycles, and as an adult, you need at least five cycles. So that's seven and a half hours. So don't tell me you only need six hours of sleep. you got to have those five cycles, or your body and your mind are not going to be rejuvenated. So you work backward from there. So I, take me back, Sam. Where does that put us going to bed? Well, if you're going to get up at 630, then you need to be going to bed at 1030. All right. If you're going to get there and be, be, be ready for rest, there's a few things he says you got, that you must do. Number one, regular exercise. Your body's not going to be ready to rest. Number two, remember we talked about caffeine? Mm-hmm. Be real careful about caffeine. I, I, could, I could give you a lot of reasons not to have any at all. But if you're going to have caffeine, got to be done by 3 p.m. No caffeine after 3 p.m. Another thing he talks about is is to try to back push back from electronics. You need to do like a little pre. This is the big one. Yeah, pre prep sleep by 8 p.m. If you're going to bed at 10 or 10:30 by 8 p.m., shut down the electronics, the the emails, the the internet, uh, those things. And now that I have done that, and when I don't do it. I go to bed with a brain that is not ready to go to sleep. And if I do fall asleep, which I fall asleep easily, my, my brain is running around in circles because of that electronic. Now, that's where you're going to get the pushback. It's cutting back on electronics at 8 p.m. But think about this. If you're planning to go to bed at 1030 and you shut off all your electronics at 8, do you think you're going to stay up till 1030? That's right. No, because, Irv, let's, let's, let's understand. TV is a huge villain and a major, major, major victim is your sleep that's exactly right every hour you watch a tv i would say is an hour you're not going to sleep that it happens every time i think too don't forget what what a wonderful thing naps are when i give this talk to folks i've had people actually stand up and tell me that a a nap is a dirty word they think that's a four-letter word Uh, i mean who who do you call up and say oh how was your day oh i had a great nap great nap what businessman or woman would you ever ask that but all that we have to do to change that is to realize that the message that we're getting here and the message from a Heavenly Father who made us to rest, all of nature rests, all of nature sleeps, is this. By sleeping, by resting, you are being productive. Now, I want, I want you to hear this because we're talking about making a plan. We're talking about being specific. We're talking about getting an index card out. There will be times when people will ask me for an appointment. They'll say, can we meet at such and such a time? And I will say, I'm booked at that time. Now, let me tell you what I'm booked to do. Take a nap. Or I'm booked to work out. I am booked. That's part of my schedule. That's part of my priority. And I know that I'm behind, and I know I'm going to need that nap. So I will just say, I'm booked. Now, you know what happens? They say, okay, well, can we meet another time? Sure. I'm not going to say no. I'm not going to say yes to that appointment at that time, which will make me say no to my nap or to my exercise. That's right. It has to be on the schedule. It has to be. So... Number one, you've got to get an index card. You've got to get your priorities of what they are so that you know what you're going to be saying no to, or else you will not even be able to make that analysis. Based on God's priorities. Based on God's. Number two, you've got to start eliminating. You've got to start eliminating because I I know, I don't even have to know you, you're already too busy. And you'll never have a calm, relaxed pace until you get there. And number three, again, when you're approached, when you're invited, when you're asked, don't ask yourself, is this a good thing? 
ask yourself, if I say yes to this, what will I have to say no to? Now, brother, thank you for being with us these last three weeks. I know there's so much more we could talk about, but let me just tell you the final victory in all of this is when you get to the point where you say, no thanks, I'm full. I'm full. I'm not missing anything. Mm -hmm. No thanks, I'm full. I'm not missing anything. What we want you to see is that Satan's strategy is to make you busy. He doesn't even need to worry about making you bad if he can make you busy. We want you to see what a C-minus life that is. We want to expose this plot, this plan against you so that you can have that space, those quiet times. Your mind can relax. You can get your sleep. You can be my utmost for his highest. Amen. And you can have that calm, relaxed pace because that's God's will for you, believers. God's will for you is to have that calm, relaxed pace. Please listen to us on this. You are too busy. You've got too much going on. Push back against the madness. I'm Sam Hunter. I've had her Phil Pot with me. This is 721 Live. So long. God's peace to you. I hope to see you next Friday.